everybody, and welcome to the Words Over Whiskey podcast, episode 36. Back after a little bit of a hiatus. I was looking and I realised our last episode was in September. Oh, damn. Yeah, so it's been ooh, two, almost, no, a month and a half, two months a long, since we... long whiskey holiday. Yeah, I know. I... Or what, what were we just so hungover after the last episode? It's, that was it's, missed two months. Yeah, it's just taken us this long to recover and get back to... Uh, Recording another one. Well, for me, I have an excuse because I was at the whiskey show. So, yes, that took, took uh, some recovery. I bet it did. Yeah, not nearly as bad as my as the one I worked previously. I, I was very not not okay. After not okay. The, not okay after the first one I worked. I think this is why they have those spittoon things. <laughs> but no, we are back after a little while. It granted it is now middle of November, and uh, yeah, where has this year gone? But don't we, don't you, we, we say that about every year, and that can't. It, it's, yeah, it's real for this year. It's true for this I year. I know. Yes, this this year has felt like it's gone quickly. Felt like I've done a lot this year, but it also feels like it's gone quickly. But I I, I, I hate that we're getting to the point now where, oh, where where's the year gone? Where's the year gone? Because it makes it's like the type of stuff your parents say, and it makes oh. Make, yeah oh make, no makes makes me feel old. <laughs> oh. Why did you do that? Henry, we are old. Not really. But well, but ten years ago, we looked at people our age and were like, God, they're old. Yeah. Uh, You're now older. Think about this. You're probably older than some of your primary school teachers were when they taught you in primary school. Okay, that's... that's <laughs> oh, no. In fact, you're probably older than some of your teachers in secondary school were when they taught you in secondary school. Why did you say that? Because <laughs> you, you said I started old. So I'm, I'm telling you, you're that old. I'm not wrong, no, am I? It was, it was bad when I was driving past my old sixth form college and I realised that it had been 10 years since I'd started there and I was like, oh, that's that's not a good thought because that does make... That <laughs> makes me feel old. 10 years since you were in sixth form? Yeah, because you start when, I, when you're 16. Well, I'm 26 now, so... Oh yeah, <laughs> that's depressing. Um, shall we uh, pour some whiskey? So yes, we better. <laughs> Yay! We need some more cheer after that. I agree, laptop. I agree. So yes. So what I have here. So as I said, could you please? I was at the whiskey show um, back in October. So yes, I was working at the whiskey show. So I was actually there to work, but I did have a chance to go around and kind of enjoy the show a bit. And one of the stands I was very eager to go to because I've recently become a massive convert to their really nice whiskey was the Arthur Merkin stand. Oh, I don't know. No, is that these people? Yes. So this oh, is this what is I just whiskey. this this is what I've just poured. So I've poured some oh, nice of label. the Arthur Merkin AD, which is kind of like their core single malt. Mm-hmm. And I also have one of their previous cask strength batches here for us to try a little bit later on oh lord yeah rocket fuel rocket fuel um yeah Arden Merkins are really interesting one because they're one of the newer distilleries mm-hmm. they're only about I think they started they, I think they only released their first whiskey in 2017 right I think they only started distilling in 2012 but I think they as far as I'm aware they waited five years mm-hmm. to release their first whiskey. Yeah, they released their first whiskey in 2017, I believe. Yeah. Waited five years, whereas so many of the new distilleries, they're releasing their whiskey after the customary three. For mm-hmm. Scotch distilleries, it has to be three years. 
and they're releasing it straight away then to start generating interest and profit and everything. But I think Arden and Merkin decided to wait a bit longer and release slightly older stuff. Um, and so with the the one we have here, the AD, yeah. I actually have a few of the previous iterations of this at home. So they did various different batches and until they eventually found their kind of the recipe almost that they wanted to go with the core range. So the AD, as you can see, these two bottles here, you've got the standard AD with the white label, but then you've got this one here, which is the black label, black label car strength. But as you see here, it's got the numbers. It's got the AD 0922. Yeah. Now what they previously did was with the white label ones, this would often have a number following it, mm-hmm. which they did for the previous matches. So I've actually got a number of those at home, but I actually didn't get any of those until after this I, one. I had this one. So the way I kind of discovered... Um, Are those dates, the 0922? I believe so. I think it was the, the month and the year. They was bottled. It was bottled, yeah. They do have some really weird numbering systems. Oh. So they've got single cask ones, which have... Very good. I had to, I had to Google a guide at one point <laughs> to try and understand the numbering system, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's only in the past few months that I've kind of fallen down the Arthur Merkin rabbit hole, as I call yes, it. Yes, I've never heard you mention them before. No, no, and I haven't. I think only back in September had I got this bottle that you see here with the white label. I've had this for about two months. And as you can see, I'm already over halfway through it. Which for this me... rookie numbers. Which for me is quite impressive for a single bottle because I have... So many. I have quite a few bottles. And for me to have just stuck at one and got a lot way through it, is means I'm really enjoying it. And this one here, the oh, black label that one as well. I bought this two weeks ago and I'm already... Oh, Henry! Already okay, about, that's quite impressive. I'm already about a quarter of the way through it. So suffice to say, I'm really enjoying this stuff. Well, I'm looking forward to trying it now. Yeah. But as you s- said, mm. I haven't discussed these guys much. Yeah. And it's because I've only really recently got into them. The reason for that was... Uh, review site so there's a whiskey review site I read a lot of called Dramface um, that's a great name is that is a great name a great name I love all the reviews on there They're, they tell like really interesting stories and they go super in depth in their tasting notes no, I, sometimes I read them and sometimes I'm like are you are you really picking all, out all of this from it and uh, at times <laughs> I'm like I, I don't think I can go in that level of detail, but it's still really interesting. You really go, this is bollocks. This is absolutely oh, BS. But they, they go into really fine detail um, of what they, of the nose and the palate and everything they can pick out. And yeah. it's, it's quite impressive because I'm like, I wish I could describe whiskey in that way because it's really invocative. And it gets you thinking, it's like, oh man, that sounds delicious. It sounds really interesting. But one of my favourite reviewers on there, he... What's his name? So they use pseudonyms. So they don't actually use their oh. actual name. Hence, they they use their dram face. Name. They, yeah. what's, what's, what's his dram face name? Doogie Crystal. Oh, okay. Um, and he... The way I first... One of his earliest reviews I read was actually a Glen Scotia review mm. of the 2022 Glen Scotia Limited Edition Camptown Festival bottle. Which you tried that one. Which we've actually tried on the podcast. Oh, I've lovely! A sample is um. Was that the one that tasted like you could taste the sea in it? It was kind of like a. I think the way that was I a different. Was that a different Campbelltown? That was a different one. Oh. Um, 
But the way I described it was like a smoky treacle. Oh yes, I remember that. That was nice. That, that was, was good. Good. Um, so yeah, I'd be. I, Did I, you get a smoky treacle from this guy? No, no, that was my that was my own tasting. Oh, no. congratulations! But he absolutely loves Arthur Merkin, and so so many of his reviews are dedicated to Arthur Merkin. Every time I was reading, I was like, oh, I need I need to I need to pick one of these up. I need to get one of these. I think I had tried Arthur Merkin previously when I'd been to bars and stuff, and I tried one or two of them, and I I'd, I'd like I had really enjoyed them, and I'd heard good things about them. But then I bought this bottle here, the AD. As you can see, I've put a de- decent chunk of time into drinking some of it. Your poor liver. Yeah. Granted, this stretched over to about two months, so it's not all in one go. But <laughs> I then quickly descended down the rabbit hole, and I bought multiple bottles. <laughs> I've been true Henry Fasson. Yes, I found a number on auction and a number at various different retailers. I got one of their most recent releases, which was a sherry cask. Oh, that's your weakness. A peated sherry. So the thing with Arden Merkin is they do a mix of peated and and unpeated. And the really cool thing is on the back of the bottle here, you can see a QR code. Yeah. If you scan that with your phone, it'll basically bring up a massive data sheet telling you what number bottle it is, the different casks that went into it. Scan it with my phone. With your phone. As opposed to my shoe. Oh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, I just thought that that's like that's anything to say. Anyway, so suffice to say, I've um, really fallen in love with their stuff. I've got a number of single cast bottles and everything. I'm really enjoying what they're doing. So when I was at the whiskey show, and you saw the stand, you I were probably this. like, I, "Oh, yeah." I, I kind Do you of, like tunnel vision? And like, uh, yeah, I, I kind, yeah, kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> did a beeline yeah. like someone walks up to the store like hello and I get knocked out of the way yeah. like I'm Henry how are you <laughs> <laughs> this is how I assume you greet everyone it's <laughs> not people out of the way give me whiskey <laughs> now I'm Henry how are you <laughs> yes but so I made certainly made sure to go and see their stand and mm-hmm. they had some really nice stuff they had a it, was a, it wasn't even one that they have for sale yet. It was a cask sample that they brought Ooh. to the show. So they had basically, they'd taken it from a cask, bottled it, and brought it along to the show just to see how it would do. And yeah. so it was an ex sauternes um, cask. So sauternes is sweet wine. And oh, it was delicious. It was really, I immediately said to them, like, you guys have to do a bottling of this because <laughs> this is really nice. And they also had another cask sample which was from one of their oldest casks that they had oh because they're quite a young distillery this was only nine years old okay but again it was super delicious it was like a cask strength px cask so sherry cask and it was just it was so goddamn tasty i want to try it now all right yes so yeah this is i mean if you want to pull your phone out you can do you can can I, scan it with my shoe Scan, scan it with your shoe. <laughs> Tell us what the soul reveals. Oh. Right. What, what are we getting here? Ardner Merchant. <laughs> Ardner Merkin Distillery. So what number bottle? Your bottle. That's the the number. It's 12, I've got 12,015 out of 23,770. This whiskey is honed and inspired by the finest and most spectacular location of any distillery in Scotland. The Ardner Merchant Ardner Merkin Peninsula. Bottled by Lewis Hamilton. What the fuck? I don't, I don't, I don't Wait, think it's... He took a break from. Um... 
I don't think it's the Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> oh, no, that's what it says, Henry. It says Lewis Hamilton. The cool thing is, look, it's got all these... Bottled last year. Tasting notes. Tasting, it's good. It gives you the tasting notes. It's got a picture of a river nearby. It's a nice cool gif. Your then, bottle of whiskey. And then it tells you the different barley strains they use, oh, wow. how long the fermentation was, distillation, and the maturation, all the cast. Oh, okay, that's very helpful, the pronunciation. Yeah. So you you can get... This is kind of like a Whiskey Geek's whiskey, because you can go super... Super in, in depth. depth. On this. So... Yeah, hence why I, I was reading these reviews. I kind of realised this whiskey sounds amazing. I bought a bottle, fell in love with it, and I've, like I said, I've fallen down the other American rabbit hole, and uh, I'm gonna have to dig myself out over piles of empty bottles. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, enough um, preamble. Uh, let's give it a try. Give it a try. Cheers, Tom. Ooh, on the nose, I'm getting. Orchard fruits, wet pebbles on the on a beach, oyster shells, and eucalyptus. So you just read it. You, you've got the. Cheese. I've got, I've got the cheese right here. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I should have waited a bit. Yeah. You'd be like, God, how did Tom do that? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I definitely get quite a bit of like minerality from it. Yeah. A bit of like almost like sea spray as well. It's putting me in mind. You know that you just see that picture there on the website of the um, pebbly stream. Yeah. It's putting me a bit of mind of that. A little bit of imagery there for you. Mm. I'm drinking now. Ooh, that's pretty nice. Mm. Sharper than I thought it'd be. It's also interesting because it's a lightly peated whiskey. Oh, yeah. You get that subtle smoke. Mm-hmm. It's not all encompassing. It's not overpowering. I can still... I think this is why I like it so much because I know we've had this debate before. You, you, you're a massive peat head. And yes. Not quite on the smoke that higher smoky level. I think that's smoking. No, <laughs> but I think that's why I enjoy this so much. Is because I can still get that nice smoky element, but there's so much more I can pick out from it as well. Mm-hmm. I'm getting like a bit of like, um, like I said, I was getting that sort of like minerally element, a bit of like that sea spray. I'm getting a bit of like um, lemon peel. Um, that that's sort of like cinder smoke. I would call it. Okay. Um, it's really. Are you, you, you're, you're looking at your cheat sheet again now. I'm just comparing what, what you what, said. What are, the, to uh, what are the palette notes then? From the, the palette list? notes, tobacco leaves, mm-hmm. peppercorns. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I was getting a bit peppery. Uh, brine. Mm. That'd be that sea spray. Yep. Hail, hay bales. Can't say I've been around a hay bale for a long time, so mm. I, and I still couldn't tell you what they taste like. <laughs> And finally, marzipan. Hmm. Yeah, I had the marzipan a long time ago. It was like nutty note, yeah. Yeah. Almond. I know. Yeah. I, yeah, so I, I took an immediate beeline for those guys. Um, who else do I go and see? Yeah, I mean, granted, I, I, was, I, I was actually at the show to do work as well, so I couldn't <laughs> just go and enjoy myself. But I, when I had a free moment, I went around and saw some people I knew, which was really nice, people in the industry. Oh, good, good. Who, like... I, I, because compared to the first whiskey show I did last year, mm-hmm. and having been in the industry a bit longer now, there are more people I've got to know. So being at the show and getting to see people, well, who you mean like, actually, the, like people like the stillers and yeah, like uh, uh, brand ambassadors or people oh. who work for various companies, like um, yeah, various salespeople as well, and like people who I've got to know as I've been networking, in the industry, networking nice, and being at the industry longer. Really nice to see them all kind of in the same place and catch up with some of them. 
and get to meet some new people like the Arden Merkin guys I didn't know any of them but I had quite a nice little chat with them and everything um, so that was good fun I mean, of course I went and saw the Glen Scotia stand of course you did I'm a massive Glen Scotia fan was not Neen there? they were um, and did you spend way too long at their place? Uh, I went and tried um, their new Quiet Rebels release oh, from the Gordon which is actually probably one of my favourite ones they've they've done um, I do need to get a bottle of it at some point I haven't picked it up yet but it was yeah it was, that was really nice do you need that bottle? For, for the collection, yes. For the collection. For the collection, yes. Of course. Which collection? My, my collection of Nick Nee bottles. Oh, right. Um, so, yeah, I, I went and saw a couple of people I know there, so that was really nice to catch up with them. I went to Whiskey Sponge, who are an independent bottler, but they Ooh. do some absolutely amazing stuff. Like, a lot, they're a bit more on the premium side, I'd say, of independent bottlers. Like, their stuff is quite expensive but it's expensive for a reason because it's really nice mm-hmm. uh, when I saw Chichibu who are a Japanese distiller and oh. they kind of have a cult. I was going to say that name I was like yeah. Chichibu oh. but they have a like, sounds like an anime a yeah. very bad anime <laughs> these uh, they kind of have like a cult following almost oh. and they always release a special um, whiskey just after the um, whiskey show called the London edition and it's kind oh. of like quite limited so I got to try that that was oh, good. really nice and I knew one of the guys at the stand as well so he he was like reached under the stand and poured me some really nice stuff as well oh nice so that, was, that was awesome it was really good fun uh, it, it was busy I was exhausted by the end of it so uh, well, where was it? Uh, it was um, in London at uh, Old Billingsgate oh, okay uh, which is just over the river from uh, London Bridge uh, near so near where that um, Cognac Festival was the one we went to yes but, but literally the other side of the river to oh that. okay right, so, yeah, yeah. that was um, yeah it was really fun uh, near near Borough Market as well so right. nice to go you can pop there and go get some food as well which was good but yeah that got me thinking because I know earlier this year we were meant to have gone to a whiskey show whiskey festival thing together but of course Train strikes unfortunately prevented us getting there. Um, but my question for you mm. was, if say if you were to go to a, uh, like a giant whiskey festival and yeah. every distiller slash brand of whiskey that you could imagine yeah. was there, mm-hmm. what would be like the top three to five that you were like, right, I'm going straight to these guys. I'm going to go try their stuff. Smokehead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is a disappointment there from Henry. No, it, 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 it was completely kind of expected. <laughs> I haven't had smoking in a long time. I need to pick up a bottle. I saw they did a um, I think I sent you a picture. You of did, it. Yeah, yeah, that purple skull thing. Yeah, it was a stout stout cask edition. Oh, I do need to check that one out. Um, so yeah, go see them. I might go and see Hatasaki. They're actually a blend. I might go and see if they're there, see if they've got anything new, because I really like their stuff. I know you think it's overrated. I I, th- I remember, I think after that last, the last bottle that we got together, which was oh, maybe two years ago now, mm-hmm. I think I still had a little bit of it again. I tried it, I was like, I think at the time, like when you're trying whiskey together, mm-hmm. you can maybe elevate it a bit too much, because you're like in good company, and like, oh, it might be better. I went back to it, I was like, I don't. I don't. I, this I don't is, like this. No, this, <laughs> this is, is one. Of, this is one of the few whiskies I probably would, wouldn't have again. Oh, 
It just I quite liked it. I don't know what it was. I think there's so much, so much better stuff out there. Oh, probably, possibly, you're right. So you want, oh, you, one then, you would definitely go to would be Lagavulin. Lagavulin, I would definitely like to go to Lagavulin. Uh, Tullamoreju. Tullamoreju, yeah. Is that one there? You go, one Glentarit. More. One more. There you go. And that's your five. Glentarit. Oh, well, I want to go to Wither Reserve as well. Wither Reserve. Yes, I did. I did go see them. Oh, did you see them? I didn't see them this show. I did see them the previous show. They had. I think that was the first time I tried the. Double Woke, which we had on earlier this year or last year. Yeah, I remember. That was really nice. It might have been late last year. I think it was. Because I think you gave me some for Christmas. Mm. We, haven't had a, yeah, we haven't had a bourbon in a while. Oh, I tried to get a no, bourbon. No, yes. Yeah, you were, you were trying to pick up something for us, but unfortunately didn't arrive in time. Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have taken... I would have guessed Langevillain, definitely. Mm. I could have probably guessed... I would have maybe, yeah, guessed Tullamore. Smartphone, Lafroig, yes, I could see you going to Lafroig. Highland Park. Highland Park. I was I was surprised when you said Glen Turret. Because I didn't realise you I remember the triple wood that we had, I think it was last year. That yeah. was really nice. Yeah. That was a very nice whiskey. Yeah, I remember you really enjoyed that. I like the oaky flavours as well. Not not just smokiness. I'm not like smoke extreme smoke person. Like but the, the oaky flavours, I really like those as well. Mm. Like you're licking a mahogany wall. <laughs> <laughs> There's an image. <laughs> Henry needs a moment to recover, ladies and gentlemen. Is that it for my whiskey? As I say, Lafroig. Yeah. Lafroig. Wouldn't mind um, another Japanese one, like um, Sun- House of Suntory or something. Yeah, like the Yamazaki. Yamazaki or something. Uh, again, we haven't. This thing, they've. They're really expensive. Yeah, they've got really oh, expensive. Deanston. Deanston. Yes, I, I did. I did go. I bet you went to Deanston. I, I bet you attached yourself to that store and didn't let go. Uh, I went to what was the, one of the first ones I went to? I went to Benhaven. Benhaven. I tried quite. Uh, tried a few of those. I got to try where else? That's the thing. I, I just kind of hopped around a bit and like that's the thing. I went. To that's the point of the kind of places. Yeah, it? but it's. It is funny. Like you do look around, and you can tell some people have definitely not had any water or, or food <laughs> in between. Like, either you're going to fall over, or yeah, someone's going to yeah, someone's going to have to catch you. <laughs> so it, it is. That's the thing is, you can go around, and you can try so much stuff, even at, at the same time. You're, you're like, I actually need to be careful because a lot of this stuff that is getting poured for me. It's like cask strength mm. stuff, so it's like fifty percent plus or whatever. And the worst thing is because they know you, you a don't want to make a fool of yourself, and b you can't say no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially if they're reaching under the table to get you some of the really fancy stuff, you can't be like, "Sorry, but I've already had yeah, a lot and today." A lot of it's like really nice stuff. It's so it's like I, I, I don't want to get rid of this. Mm, yeah, you're almost yeah. an hour and a thing. Yeah. yeah. Although I feel it, like you've got to drink it when it's that fancy and that nice. Yeah. Although sometimes when I did get with like something very nice I was like I can't drink all of this and I just went and got like a spare glass poured some and then gave one to like my colleague one of my colleagues to try I was like this is such and such give this a try <laughs> or uh, I think I sent I sent you a picture of this when I, I got to try it I got to try a I think it was a 31 year old Lagavulin oh yes you did and, yeah I sent you the picture and I was did like, that change your mind a little bit about smoky whiskies? I think the fact was that it was because it was an old smoky whiskey and it was a sherry cask one. Oh, and so that was very much my type very much of style. your jam. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you another question in a minute, okay. but I think you I I interrupted you before you get onto it, but you have some whiskey trivia. Oh yes, 
Okay, so your first bit of whiskey trivia. Now, some sources support this, and some sources have looked at and refute this. I don't know to what extent it's actually true. But, Henry, do you know why there are 18 holes in golf? I don't see what this has to do with whiskey, but I'm sure I'll find out. So, apparently, um, there are 18 holes in golf because in Scotland they used to have a shot of scotch. Uh, after each hole hmm. and after 18 holes the bottle ran out <laughs> <laughs> so that's why there are 18 holes in golf apparently but personally I think there are more than 18 shots in that bottle I think average tends to be about 28 roughly so I'm guessing that either there are more than one person playing golf because it is a, I think it's a social sport really mm-hmm. or um, Scottish shots are different or it might be because I think when I was in Scotland, often when you go for a whiskey, instead of being the customary 25 mils that you'll often get poured at bars down south, down south it's usually th- 35 mil drams. Oh, so, I'm gonna so Scottish shots are literally different. A bit bigger. But as you can see on the bat- back of this bottle, it's yeah. 25 mils is the kind of standard... Oh, yeah. Ball. So I'm going to quickly whip out the calculator. So a standard bottle is 70 cl, so 700 millilitres. If you divide that by 25, yeah, you're getting about 28 shots. Yeah. Whereas if you do divide by 35, 20. Okay, it's a bit so closer. closer. So I'm imagine. yes, I'm going to guess that a shot for 18 holes is going to be a bit, bit bigger. A bit bigger, yeah, I think you're right. So it's got us... Shots are literally different. Yeah, but I think it's... I kind of prefer it in a way, because by the time you've had 25 mils, you're like, oh, that was nice. I could have done with more. Sure, Whereas, more. like, 35, I find is, like, a good measure, because it's kind of, like, enough um, to kind of enjoy it. But no, I didn't, I didn't know that. I have to keep that in mind for if I'm ever at a pub quiz and there's a bit of sporting trivia or someone starts talking about golf and you'd really much rather talk about whiskey yes. this is how you can transition yeah, I, I, this, yes that's how you can pivot the conversation <laughs> back to, to whiskey yeah <laughs> follow words over whiskey we can help you talk about your favourite favourite stuff all the time and now a quick little extra bit of whiskey trivia for you Henry mm-hmm. how many casks can an oak tree make ha <laughs> <laughs> your face says I said no this no my face is like I have no freaking clue <laughs> um five four Three. I'm going to say two. five. You're going to say five. So an oak tree makes three 60-gallon casks. Okay. I wasn't too far off. So, yeah, you're pretty close. Makes three 60-gallon casks. It's going to take a... take a, a Wow. Just think about that. Like, how many trees it, <laughs> it must have taken to fill all the warehouses in Scotland currently. Mm-hmm. That's, like... That's insane. Yeah. Forests and forests. Yep. <laughs> Oh, blimey. Well, whilst we sit and ponder on that... Well, that's, that's like the to, oak casks. Yes, I would. To try the cask strength. I would like to try the cask strength. We will see who is stronger. <laughs> Me or the cask. What is the cask strength? 58.4%. Interesting. Yeah. I think the first time I tried this was at Milroy's in London. Oh, yeah. I really... I did really enjoy it. And then, again, it, it, was, it, it kind of slipped off my radar and... Granted when you work with as many different whiskies as I do and as many as I have at home you kind of you know, things are going to fly under the radar for a bit 
But this is, yeah, it is literally rocket fuel, but it is absolutely delicious. More like the smell. Yeah, again, it's that kind of subtle sort of like salinity, that brininess. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is kind of like wet, now we've said it from tasting it's like wet pebbles it is um, that kind of well thing. I didn't say it, I got it from the picture next to the tasting notes yeah. it's like when you're at, at like a pebble beach and like the oh the, the sea's gone out the, yeah the sea's like kind of washed over the pebbles and it's, it has that briny note in now there. I'm a crab sandwich <laughs> fish and chips kind of almost a bit oily as well on the nose I don't know a little bit yeah, maybe a bit of that peppercorn. Yeah. I don't know, again, this all the power This is the even, yeah, power suggestion, ideas in your head. I'm just getting like a bit of like macadamia nut in as well. You can smell halloumi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it, although halloumi is that kind of like salty, it's quite a salty cheese. It's power suggestion! Yeah. I completely made them up! You might have guessed. Yeah, yeah but that's the thing, that's, that is one of the things I find so funny about whiskey tasting notes, is you can literally just... Make up some yeah, random bullshit. Up some people will be like, "Oh yeah, I do, I do, I do get that." But that's that, that, again, you need to do that, Henry. You need to go to whiskey tasting and just think of the most outlandish thing you could try and suggest to see if anyone else goes, "Yeah, I can spell that." Yeah, that's the thing. People, people will. I've been to tasting. That's your people mission. Will say like stuff, and you can't exactly turn around and say, "No, you're wrong." Granted, I have been. I have led whiskey tasting where I've presented. A, a non-peated whiskey and then someone's like oh it's really smoky and you kind of have to be like oh <laughs> it's not exactly it's maybe the alcohol burn you're getting but it's not actually a smoky whiskey you kind of explain then but that's good often because it can then help lead into the explanation of how you get peated whiskey but yeah as you said it is kind of like the power of suggestion so often with with this use your admission now to try and suggest this weirdest thing People, yeah. Um, see if people agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come back. I want to hear a really funny story of how you suggested that someone can taste pineapple or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah someone, someone will say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I want to have a list of the weirdest things you suggested. All right. Let's give this a try. Oh, a lot less sharp than the last one. A lot smoother. That is delicious. You're right. You're right, Henry. It is kind of like the. It is just kind of like the previous one. Just turned up a bit mm. that dial was turned up with that extra APB yes yeah you can see why it's already going down so quickly it's absolutely it is very nice delicious very easy to get into as well yeah just that I think that's also why I like it because you can give this to someone and say like this is a peated whiskey but it's not going to blow your socks off like mm. something like a Lagavulin or a Laphroaig or something. So Very mellow. Yes. It's kind of like that, that subtle smokiness. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I enjoy it because I can I can pick up that smoky element but I can also get more from it than just, ah, oh, it's smoky. And that's all okay but I don't get anything else from it whereas this something. It just feels there's like there's more to it and it's, yeah, it's really delicious. I mean, I've got one of the most recent ones I bought was a Bottle of whiskey. <laughs> a single cask. Um, it was, I think, a peated Oloroso. And I, I opened it and I was like, oh, this is incredible. It's like a smoky, salted caramel notes and everything. And I was just like, oh, this is absolutely delicious. And I was just like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> it just has reaffirmed my new love for this distillery. So I think... I think I, I think I asked you on this maybe last podcast or a couple of podcasts before that. It's like, what distilleries would you go and visit if you could? 
Um, you want to get inside this place? Yeah, I think I think Glen Scotia is still at the top of my list as the distillery that I seriously want to go to. But I think Arthur oh, Merkin has worked its way into second place now. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm getting like ginger note a bit of like now I've had a dram of this and it's like I'm getting like ginger on it as I'm well. I'm getting like honey. Like I, 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 I thought it was quite much sweeter than I thought it would be. No, I think um, maybe not honey, but like heather maybe. Heather maybe fruit. I don't know if I consider this overly fruit. No, fruit I wouldn't say fruit. No, I'm, I'm trying to think of something sweet that isn't too sweet. I'm definitely getting a tiny bit of sweetness in there. It's so good. <laughs> but thinking on this, another question I thought of. I know we, we've discussed this loads of times on the podcast and even mentioned it. You are much more of a PT dram guy. You love your peated whiskey and mm-hmm. I tend to prefer like more sherry cask or a bit fruitier, usually unpeated stuff. Um, but I've, I am coming to appreciate peated whiskey more and I am drinking more peated whiskey mm-hmm. and I'm finding ones I'm enjoying like Arden Merkin and Khalil well, I'd say Arden Merkin's more of like a middle ground yeah which I think is why I enjoy it so much it's yeah. like that balanced ground but I also I am enjoying other peated whiskey it's like I've got quite a few Khalilas at home at the moment as well which I'm really enjoying but I'm wondering do because I think now we're we're in November now we're yeah. in winter yeah I'm finding myself drawn more to these sort of these peated drams and particularly like peated sherry cask because that kind of combines the sherry cask that I love but it's also that kind of like nice sort of warming note of the pea do you find that your whiskey drinking preferences changes with the seasons do you think I haven't noticed I kind of drink whatever whatever I've got on my shelf I don't really have mainstays, if that makes sense, on myself. I just sort of have, I'll pick up a whiskey, and I might get given the whiskey, perhaps several whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> and when they're gone, I just replace them with whatever I'm able to get hold of. Mm. I wouldn't say if there's certain bottles that I return to, then I return to them regardless of what time of year it is. Mm. I wouldn't say, right, it's October, time for Tullamore, mm. or something. I, I, I wouldn't say that I probably because what I know what you're thinking is you're thinking because Peter whiskey can be very warming yeah. you're thinking does does he prefer be, drinking Peter whiskey in winter yeah. and unpeated when it's not winter yeah but in your case it's kind of like everything, and, anything and everything whatever's on the menu whatever's yeah. on the menu whatever's next mm. so uh, I'm definitely finding at the moment with the colder weather I am Airing more. I, I didn't think I would be a seasonal whiskey drinker, but I think I kind of am. I'm really enjoying Peter the whiskey at the moment, particularly when I get in, it's like the weekend, it's been a cold night. I'm like, yeah. I really fancy something smoky. <laughs> kind of like, really. I think you need a barbecue. Yeah. You need to go to a good barbecue. Yeah, barbecue, oh, barbecue and whiskey. Mm. Oh, barbecue and bourbon. No, yeah. That'd be really good fun. Like some, a nice, like, uh, a nice barbecue sauce made from bourbon yeah. poured over like some slow cooked ribs saw or something a, um, a buffalo trace barbecue wing sauce recipe oh. recently and I was like oh I've got to try that I need to try that Yeah, you can send me the recipe I'd, I'll try and make it yeah, look, look it up but yeah I think I'd definitely because I was thinking about it the other day because I just finished a it was a bottle of peated millstone which is a Dutch whiskey it's a sherry cask one. And I was drinking it, it was like a cold night. I was like, hmm, I am drinking a lot more peated whiskey at the moment, which for me is kind of a bit unusual. Mm. It's not where I go immediately. And I've still got um, some of the Lafroy sherry cask 
um, from a bottle split me and you did earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been dipping into that quite a bit. Uh, so it is more the, again still the sherry cask, the sherry bombs that I do love. But it's a lot more of the peated stuff. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, I am kind of going through a sort of seasonal choice of whiskey in a way. But I was wondering if you had the same. But kind of in your answer, you also touched on another question I was going to oh, ask. Oh, right, right. Like you were saying, you kind of drink what you've got mm-hmm. and you kind of go through that and you'll replace things and a when or you'll drink what you're given. So I'd tell you, like bottles you get for like Christmas and birthdays and stuff. But are there any whiskies that you've maybe tried around and about or had like samples of and you're like, oh, this would kind of become like a... Oh, I should get a bottle of this, or this could become like a mainstay on my shelf. Yeah. But you just haven't almost got round to like getting your own bottle. Oh, is there is there one I haven't I've tried? I want to get round to um, the Glen Torrent Triple Oak triple and wood, the yeah. um, Triple Wood, whatever it's called, with the Reserve Double Barrel, whatever it's called, Double Oak. That's the double oak. There's an oak in there somewhere. Both of them have said, yeah, I really like these. I've got to put myself off a bottle at some point. Mm. And I'm just not going around to it. There's those two mm. that I really liked. I wanted to go back and have Nicker from the Barrel or um, maybe Suntory Tory on me. Again, because Tory's been a few years since we had Tocky. it. Tocky, sorry. It's been a few years since we had it and it slipped down really well. I think I think we got a bottle split. Yeah. And I had to say, I had to call you and say, you need to come and pick it up because it's not going to last until <laughs> yeah. I see you next. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you like, I think there's a bit less than half left on. <laughs> like, yeah, you need, you need to take it away from me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because that's still one of those ones that you, know, you can see, you see it in the supermarket. It's still quite reasonable. It's still, yeah. About, only about £30 mm. for quite a nice blended whiskey. Japanese one as well. Yeah, Nicker from the Barrel. Again, that's great, but I haven't had that for a while. What about Ardbeg? Have you had Ardbeg? Because I think that's one... I have, actually. I do quite like that one. Yeah, again, that's one I thought... I, I, I had like, a bottle. Su- yeah. It's a bottle someone got me for a present, a birthday mm-hmm. or Christmas. Because that is one of those brands which I really thought that, oh, this is one Tom would really get I can't get remember on, what it with. tasted like. Yeah. I can't remember what a bottle looked like. This is what we have Google for. I know one of our local supermarkets, they have the Ardbeg five-year-old, the Wee Beastie. The Wee Beastie. Which I think is only about, when it's on offer, is about Oh, yes. I don't know if I've had this, actually. I think you. I think Ardbeg... Ardbeg would be a good advice for me. For you, yeah. To keep an eye on that. Nice and peaty. Yeah, that's one I thought you might have tried, and it's kind of one I'm surprised I haven't seen you have more of before. So one for me would be the Aaron whiskies, right? The Isle of Aaron, their stuff, like particularly their ten-year-old whiskey is Vale of Aaron. Vale of Aaron, is that it? Isle of Aaron. No, no, no. In in Game of Thrones, House House of Aaron. House Aaron, that's it. Yeah. It's got, and they live in the Vale of Aaron. Yes. Yeah. Um, or the Vale. Yeah, I think it's just called the Vale. It might just be called the Vale. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they call them the Knights of the Vale. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, I really, particularly their 10-year-old, which is really nice, unpeated whiskey, a lot of, like, I get a lot of, like, vanilla and citrus notes. Even their other ones, like their sherry cask, cask strength one is absolutely delicious, and they've mm-hmm. got a couple of others. 
Well, they've got a couple of limited editions, like a Sauternes one, which is excellent. But particularly the Aaron test. It doesn't so much as what's not made onto yourself as your risky uh, wish list. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, the, the 10-year-old is still in that £40 price range, which for, I think, like a, a whiskey that's going to be a mainstay, it's kind of perfect because mm. it's not too expensive to replace it. So, so even like Deanston 12, I love Deanston 12. And yet it's been ages since I've had a bottle of it. And it's like, I need to... It's Again, it's one of those ones that would become a mainstay, but I just haven't got around to replacing it. But the Aaron 10, I've tried so much Aaron whiskey, and yet I've still never, never, bought, bought, a, a bottle. never bought a bottle. Um, Maybe is it because you've tried so much of it that you're like, oh, I've had a lot already. No. I don't, I Did you really enjoy it? The, the 10, yes, is and the sherry cask are both like, I need to get a bottle of this. And it's just... Never happened. Never happened. I think gone to that. One of the things that's fell under the radar. Yeah, again, it's like one of those. I think because I've got enough to be drinking in the meantime, it's just like, I don't need to get that yet. I don't need to get that yet. And then I go off and buy other things. I'm like, why haven't I come back to this? It's great because whenever I try again, I'm like, it's just so good. (laughs) No. I realise we've gone very, uh, very, very whiskey heavy. Whiskey heavy. On this. uh, this episode. I have a couple of questions before we finish up. If we're going to finish up, yeah, I have a couple of questions. Go on. Um, so, um, you said um, you keep talking about mainstay on your shelf. Um, um, so, like, I'm guessing by shelf you mean a range of whiskies that you just always have, and that's like a drinking shelf, and you just nip into those. Mm. But knowing you as I do, you have how many bottles of whiskey <laughs> currently open that you can occasionally dip into? Um, you can give me like to the nearest ten if you want. I'd say in terms of bottles actually open. I'm doing some quick maths. You're probably looking in the region between somewhere between like twenty and thirty bottles. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's one big shelf. That's that's not including stuff I haven't opened yet. Dare I ask that figure? Yeah, no, let's not, uh, let's <laughs> let's not, not go, go there. Let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what I'm saying is what. what what bottle? How much of that of those bottles? Like Twenty to thirty bottles. How much of that is your shelf? How much of that is mainstays, and how much of it is just for the collection that you've had supposed to try? I think, I think, I think the reason I've got such a range is because I like dipping in and out of everything. That's why I was saying, like with the Arden Merkin, it's amazing how quickly I've got through this in such a space of time because mm-hmm. I've got so many different things open. That I can try, I can have a range of different stuff for whenever strikes my fancy. Yeah. So I'm not exactly finishing anything anytime soon. Yeah. And there's a number of bottles in my collection that are like limited edition ones. So I'll only have them occasionally or on special occasions. And then I have a few others that I'm kind of working through a bit quicker. Mm-hmm. But I think, that's the thing, I think I'm reluctant to say I have any mainstays at the moment because when I finish some of the bottles that I have yeah, I have other things I'm going to open instead of replacing those because I have bottles in reserve that I haven't opened yet <laughs> which I you have a reserve self well because they, they're, they're not like they're not replacements for bottles that I have open currently yeah. but they're bottles that I've bought with the intention of opening and just like I, I can't open this yet because I've got so much over here open mm-hmm. um and so, so I think there are things where, like this, this Arden Merkin, both both of these, I will probably replace eventually one after I finish them. But I don't think I will replace them straight away because I will probably go and open 
something else in the meantime to enjoy but I know that I have enjoyed these so much that I will bring them back at some point mm-hmm. but I think the reason why I, I don't have any like too many backup bottles of anything is because I'm like I, I could I could just keep buying bottles and bottles <laughs> of this but I've also got like six <laughs> six different bottles of something else of various other things over there that I haven't opened yet and it's like <laughs> Go, go have those. You don't need to buy more. Go have, go have what you have already. Don't go and buy more of the same thing. And I... That's the thing, one of the things I love about whiskey is the amount of choices that there is out there. You've got Scotch, Irish, Japanese, Samo, yeah, Australian, English, American. Welsh, American, um, New Zealand. You've got so much out Himalayan? there. Himalayan? Hmm? Have they made whiskey in the Himalayas? I don't think so, no. no. I think there was weird cider I had once. Yeah. But there's there's so much choice out, out there, and I have so much choice within my own collection that I'm kind of just, I'm enjoying going and trying the different things that I have instead of being like, oh, I, I know I really like this, I'm just going to keep getting that over and over and over again. I think I will get to that point eventually, but I think I need to work through some of the stuff I have already. So I think if if I were to have some mainstays now... If I, if say, if you were to give me like a few hundred pounds and like go buy a few whiskeys that you want on your shelf right now, yeah, Arden American would be on there. Probably Aaron Ten, Deanston. Well, oh, that's a very good point, actually. I, I, not, this is not the second question I was going to ask, but this is an extra freebie question. Mm-hmm. Let's say you won the lottery and you bought a house, and then you bought like a second house, like a, somewhere else far away. <laughs> your whiskey house. <laughs> no, not not just for your whiskey, but like a holiday home or something. Mm-hmm. You were like, obviously, you being Henry, you were like, well, I'm going to need some whiskey there. Yeah. So what whiskey would you have sent to this house? So you're like, okay, I need to buy some whiskey bottles I need to keep there. What whiskey would you send there? I would, pro- Yeah, I would probably have both of these Arden Americans. I'm going to say, I'm going to send you to five bottles before you get carried away. How many bottles are you going to say? I was going to say, maybe like between five and ten. Okay, you can have between five and ten. I'll okay. give you that. You so ten. two Arden Americans, Aaron Ten... Are you using it as a as a as a as a way of getting the Aaron in there now? No, because I think if if it, you would say like what would be on your shelf fairly permanently if you could get it, Aaron Ten, Deanston Twelve, Deanston Twelve, um, Dalmore. No, I don't think I would actually. You're not that big a fan of Dalmore. You used to quite like Dalmore. I did, but it's gone downhill. Or I think I've just tried so many other things that I would put over it. Okay. Um, I'd say probably Glen Scotia Victoriana, which I absolutely love. That's one I do need to get another bottle of. That's so good. Um, uh, Kaulila, probably a Kalila 12. Um, Kalua. Kalua. <laughs> um, God, I've said a lot of scotch. Maybe I'd pick something Japanese. Maybe Just for variety's sake. Yeah, maybe a ya- uh, Yamazaki. Well, since I did say money's no option, I suppose you may as well. Yamazaki would be nice. Probably something like Eagle Eagle Rare 10. Eagle Rare. Uh, yeah. That is probably still one of my... Favourite bourbons. I think that's reduced on Amazon right now. It's like yeah. 40 quid or something. Yeah, that is probably one of my favourite bourbons. It's such good value for a 10-year-old. Mm. Yeah, maybe something Irish. Maybe like Tullamore Dew or maybe like a, a Red Breast or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, I think I'd... Connemara? No, I don't mm-hmm. think I, I res- Connemara resonated with me quite as much. Um, yeah, those would be sort of like a selection. Whereas for you, I could see Lagavulin, Lafroy, Writer's Tears. Right, no, Writer's Tears. I haven't 
Have we had that? I don't think we did it. I think we did do it on the podcast. If not, I definitely had a bottle, which I think I shared with you. Yeah, I don't think we have done it on the podcast. Though. No, probably not. But I like. I, I think that would be on myself, if only for the name. <laughs> yeah, I, I can just see your shelf full of lack of filling. Yeah, <laughs> you're sort of like. Stevie like somebody passed out on the sofa like Tom come on wake up you got to go to work he goes to open the wardrobe and it's just rows of like a villain instead of clothes <laughs> like for god's sake yeah it's just like where are the cups in this place and just the it's just more like a villain like no just just like just like a villain in books that's all your house is filled with yeah or it's like um uh, it's like uh, The Simpsons where you open Bart's wardrobe and it's just the same coloured yeah. <laughs> shirts and uh, shorts. And, yeah, shorts all the time. Right, on my second question, you often um, uh, bring awareness to new distilleries. Mm. So I wanted to, uh, like, like, like this one that we've been doing, um, Machiavellian, what, what's it called? Arden Merkin. Arden Merkin, that's the one. Merkin. <laughs> you, you've, you've had two drams <laughs> it's been a long day anyway so these brand new distilleries have they got all of the biz by which I mean there's so many things that go into whiskey making so many things like stills and all sorts of things um, like I recently learned the thing that goes at the bottom of um, when the whiskey is being Heated, the thing that spins at the bottom to stop it from scorching or sticking or whatever it does. Yeah, the, the mash. It's like a ramelo or something. Oh, it's, I, I, I saw it when I was looking up whiskey trivia, trivia for you earlier. It, it's called rummager, the revolving mechanism that drags heavy copper chains around the base of a still to prevent sticking or scorching. It's called a rummager. So all these new distilleries, do they have all the equipment like that? So yeah, they they have to have like the. The mash tons and the wash bags and the stills and everything. Um, it must be a massive investment. And then to wait five years or whatever before you can actually start selling your product. That's why so many of the newer distilleries will start releasing gins and stuff first. Oh. Because that's the way. Like, um, uh, like one of the most recent whiskies that has come out recently is um, Isle, of, Isle of Harris. Mm-hmm. They, they have a gin that they they've been selling for years and they've only just released their first whiskey um same with another one that recently came out holly hollywood in hollywood hollywood rood uh in, smart marketing there in, uh, in uh, edinburgh they they they've released gins for a few years now whilst they were waiting for the whiskies to come out. so a number of these distilleries will be releasing other products and doing other other tours and stuff in the meantime to drum up awareness of the distillery and sell product so that when so that they can keep going until their um, whiskey comes out whereas with Ardner Merkin they are owned by an independent bottler called Adelphi oh right they are owned by another company or owned by a company who then decided to set up their own distillery which became Ardner Merkin. Okay, so they so, had a lot of money flowing in there. So they already had a, another side of the business to bring income in. And now that they do their own stuff, they can also bottle Ardner Merkin whiskey under the Adelphi name, as well as doing their own core range, like these two. So, yeah, so there are, very, there are a number of... But it must, how, do you have any idea how much money it costs to set up a big distillery like this? 
Like, must be millions. Yeah, yeah. You 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 have to get investors involved. You have mm. to have money. Uh, you have to either have to money behind you, or you have to have some money behind you, and then you have to get investors involved, or you have to have another business that can help. So one of the um, when I was talking about the whiskey show, I said I went to uh, the whiskey sponge stand, who are known as Decadent Drinks, mm-hmm. but the guy who owns that company, a guy Ryan Reynolds. No, oh. <laughs> I think his name is Angus. He is setting up a his own distillery oh. with partners, but of course they he's got this company as well, whiskey sponge, decadent drinks. So he will be ready. People who know and follow him through that will then, of course, go and follow his new distillery. But of course, that he would probably still had to have got investors involved to be able to set it up. But it also helps. He's already got his own independently bottling company set up. Yeah. So, yeah, there's things like that where if you've got a name behind you already or you can drum up awareness for what you're doing... You can get them some investors as well. Yeah, it will massively help. And then you have people who are the whiskey geeks who are waiting for you to release your first whiskey and... Snap it up. So when are you opening your distillery, Henry? <laughs> I've worked uh, out the real purpose of the words of a whiskey podcast is to get up some some attention and some get your name out there. Yeah. Yes. One day when uh, when uh, uh, no, I can't. I can't. You can't do it. You can't, I can't do, do it. it. I don't know. I definitely. It's do. too close to your heart. It's too enough. I don't. I don't have enough capital behind me. I don't think I have the uh, yet. Yet. I don't know whether I'd be able to do it. <laughs> I don't know whether I'd be able to commit to it. I don't know what I could, I don't know what I could do differently that hasn't been done yet that would make it interesting enough. I haven't dedicated the time to think <laughs> about it. But who knows? Who knows where life takes you? So. Okay, you pick your favourite distillery, sabotage them. When they go under, you then just make whiskey just like they did. No, why would I? Why would I sabotage my favourite distillery? Okay, you just find a distillery that's what you like. Sabotage them and do what they did. No. <laughs> what? Too ruthless. <laughs> but then you can hire all their staff, and then you just got you've basically stolen their their their, their whiskiness. Their whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I have broken Henry, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, oh dear, 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 dear. Anyway, I think we will... End it there on yes. that lovely new word I've invented. Yes. Yeah, very whiskey-heavy episode, but... Fun. I always enjoy a little whiskiness. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take these bottles away from you now. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you very much for joining us on this very whiskey-heavy episode. I think next time we will try and throw in a few books there and everything because I think yep. we definitely have a couple that we want to discuss we that. do indeed so, yeah. thank you for joining us and we will see you next time cheers Tom cheers Henry